All right, folks, welcome to another organic, live, non-GMO edition of Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. As always, I'm Scoop Magoot. I am Elaine. And we went to a new record store. Yes. I had not been there for quite a while. It is Armageddon Shop in Cambridge. They also have a Cambridge Mass. Also have a location in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, basically, I think it's Run for Cover Records. They did an, the equivalent of What's in My Bag. Um, and Jeremy from Touche Amore, they were touring in Mass, and he went there, and I was like, that looks really cool. And when I went there several years ago, it was really cool, and figured it would be a nice uh, little stop for the gang. Yeah. We had our friend Andrew meet up with us and uh, had a grand old time. Yeah. Uh, found some cool stuff. Yeah. And I think uh, I think you have more than I do, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I got a whole whole mess of shit. Yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us away Yeah. to start? Um, I, I guess I'll just start with a couple things that I bought off of uh, Discogs okay. lately. Yeah. Um, just, I'll just do both these at once. Uh, first is um, Inventions for Electric Guitar by Manuel Goshing. Goshing? I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I I implore you to look at the album cover. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, nothing but sex appeal right there. I, I I don't know whether that smile is creepy or happy or both. That's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it, a nice blend. It, it's like an uncanny valley. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so uh, he's he was actually part of uh, Ashra Temple, which is a really good kraut rock group. Um. And he kind of went on did his own thing, which I think was this is his, like his first. I think it was technically released under. The Ashra Temple, like Ashra Temple with Manuel, I don't know. Oh. But um, what's interesting about this is that he's the only person on this record, and the only sounds on this record are electric guitar. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, I've really never listened to it, but I've been interested in it, and I just happened to be browsing on Discogs and just went for it. Nice. That was really cool. Um, another thing is uh, this little thing. It's called uh, it's by Francis uh, Domont. Yeah, I, I believe he's French. Uh, it's called Frankenstein Symphony. It's uh, like hmm. an electroacoustic piece that, because um, he's uh, like a composer, and I guess this is like full of sounds of like his students' pieces that he kind of spliced together into a new piece. Cool. Hence the name. Yeah. Frankenstein Symphony. Um, yeah, it was, I, I really haven't listened to this a ton at all either. Uh, I, I just, I got them the other day. I just have not listened to them yet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with Frankenstein Symphony, though, um, the guy who sold me it included a bunch of his own music. Oh. Yeah, one of okay. those things. And um, I'm very divided on it because on one hand, I applaud somebody for having, like, the chutzpah yeah. to, like, you know, want to send somebody else their music and, and just doing it yeah. and just not even saying otherwise. Like, oh, you know what? It, it could have actually been this Manuel Goshing. I, I, I can't remember which one. It, it was. It was one of the guys, but... Those are a number... What's that, like four or five? Yeah. It's, it's a one, two, is five. Um, and, I mean, some of them look kind of cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say the um, the band names just because I don't want to yeah. say anything negative either way. Um, you know, but, I mean, they look kind of cool. I think supposed, some of them are supposed to be, like, free improvisation. So I'm like, you know, I, I can get around that. But it's, it's more just, like... I think for me the bigger thing is like I, I didn't really ask yeah, for it like yeah. you know and and so it puts me in an awkward position of like do you you know you want to respond yeah like like you know I I don't really I mean part of it is just like I I I'm trying to keep my CD collection as like you know bare bones as it can be for something that's over a thousand albums yeah you know and and as much as I appreciate somebody you know taking the time to send all this stuff and include all this stuff i also don't really need it in some ways and it, these are like paper uh yeah, sli- not, not like super high quality yeah like yeah. printer paper sleeves so like it's not like i can really like see them yeah on the shelf in the first place so it i don't really know what to do with them i i, I want to listen to some of them like one of them is supposed to be like an indie rock album so i don't know if i would listen to that mm. but um i want to listen to them but i i just I don't know. I just feel weird about it. So. Yeah, it's almost like when you order from a label and they include like a sampler. Yeah, but, but like that's. I mean, but that's, like that's literally their job. Is yeah, with their artists, and even then, like a sampler makes sense. Like, yeah. and, and it's like it's not like you need to 
do anything with it yeah, you, in a way. You, you can just, just sell it back. Yeah. Whereas this is like, I don't think I can sell this. Um, no, it, yeah. I just, even if I could, I don't think I really should. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel right. Um, you know, I, I, I think, like, if if this dude had just, like, asked, I think entirely different situation. Yeah, would you, yeah, I, I, you like this, would you want to check out some of my music or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just don't, like, I, I, I don't like being forced into it. I think that's the biggest, that, that's maybe the biggest pet peeve of just, like, this is an obligation now. I mean, at least there's the, that device. It's not like you bought it from someone, like, in real life, and then they're going to follow up with you. Yeah. You know, like, if you have the, the wall oh of discogs. I, uh, a little, little, little cutaway. Um, I visited the Beat Museum in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and, uh, they have like a you know a whole like little library of that you can just buy you know a bunch of beat books and stuff like that, including the guy who owned the place's book. And he's like, "Oh, you should check out my book," you know, at some point or you know like things like that. And I'm like, "Oh, that's awkward as hell." Exactly. That's it's, so weird. You know, it, but but it's like I I think it's doubly awkward because, like, I respect him for doing that, on one hand, like I really do because I mean I self promotion is really hard, mm-hmm. you know? And especially, like, if you're like me, I, I have little to no self-confidence, and I feel weird about self-promoting in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have somebody actually do that, like, I, I give them so much respect. Sure. But that doesn't mean that I exactly want it's to be welcome. marketed yeah, to, you know? Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's a very, like, the, 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 there's a lot of conflicting feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's that, that that's my Discogs adventure. Very interesting. That's not. I was wondering when you picked up uh, the two CDs and you had those loose. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are those? That's my new yeah. EP, Sky. Are you gonna listen to it? <laughs> um, cool. Do you wanna? Do you want me to go? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. So I bought an album from these guys a little while ago. Really enjoyed it. Um, kind of a. It's kind of a pretty big gap between. You could tell which CDs were used, which CDs were new. Yeah. There, like the, the there was like kind of two general price brackets for new and used CDs. This one was pretty cheap, and I'm looking forward to checking out. It is, uh, the Crying Light by Anthony and the Johnsons. Uh, I believe. What, wasn't that one of your albums of the week? I believe that it was. I think it's like something about a bird. Um, yeah. Is the album that I really enjoyed. Just very nice art pop. Uh, the lead singer is now uh, Anoni, which... Right, I, okay, yeah. yeah. I, was... I really liked her debut album, which came out a while ago at this point. I'm curious when I, they're... I thought she followed it up. Um, I don't think so. I thought she just... She might have released like an EP or something. I thought oh. there's something that, that yeah. just recently came out. But yeah, it was uh, I Am A Bird Now, which is really nice Baroque pop, art pop, some chamber going on there. Uh, this is the album that came out directly after that. It, uh, I mean, I assume it's along the same lines, you know, just really looking forward to checking it out. Um, yeah. Nice. Really like the, uh, the art. I think that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, like really minimal, like kind of like, um, brush strokes, kind of, like like cross-hatching. Yeah, I'm very, uh, very interested in this. Uh, now I really want to check out if Anoni released a follow-up, because that definitely missed my radar. I I mean, I I could be wrong, but I... I remember something happening. Uh, maybe you can look that up. In any case, I highly recommend just, like, really beautiful. I don't know if this one is a star-studded. I think I Am A Bird Now had, like, a really crazy um, a really crazy guest list uh, in terms of personnel. It's um, weird how, you know, how many people she can, how many names she can kind of attract into. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I, I guess one of the tricks point ever like had a big hand in, in hopelessness. Yeah, he did. Um yeah. but I mean the the two that jump off I'm a bird now, uh Boy George and Lou Reed. Okay. Uh, and then I, I think there were some some other uh other you know relatively well known people. Um but yeah really was really excited to see that and excited to check out uh check out more of Anthony and the Johnsons because I really enjoyed their first record that I heard. Nice. So nice. Yeah. Let's see. I think I already saw what this is. I this was a complete blind purchase. It's um let's see, Slapping Pythagoras by Tony Conrad. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so I I was listening to I was listening to some 
podcast. I was listening to Crucial Listening earlier this week, and um, oh, I'm trying to remember who it was. It, it, oh, it was it was I think it was Kevin Martin. So the bug. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it was Kevin Martin that he was talking about uh, Tony Conrad, or it could have been. Oh, you know what? It, it, hmm. it was either Tony Con or it was either, yeah, it was either Kevin Martin or it was um. Oh, there's some other Australian artist that I I can't remember his name now. It could have been Oren Embarchi, but I I don't think it was him. Um, God damn it, I I cannot remember his name now. And that bothers me so much. I I think he collaborated with Swans. I think at one point I don't know, but so Tony Conrad is um, a an American composer, minimalist composer, probably best remembered I think for working with Lamont Young, um, way back with uh, actually John Cale too, if I remember right. That they had a um, project that they did together. It was like ultra ultra minimalist, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I don't know. I I just I had heard really interesting things about Tony Conrad and um, as well as just like there was this documentary about him that looks really interesting because the uh, literally the the poster for it is just him naked okay on it yeah and he's like this old man I mean he passed away in uh, 2016 I think so I don't know in this um, I don't know this thing slapping Pythagoras it just it says on the back that says these are the very first soul studio recordings from him in 23 years uh, featuring performances by David Grubbs and Jim O'Rourke. So, re- recorded by Steve Albini, of all people. Interesting. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, like, I feel like I, I want to really... Yeah, that sounds take, really cool. Yeah, like, take a shot here, because that's... Yeah. Also, I, I just noticed now that uh, Armageddon Shop uses these uh, these little price tags that are impossible to get off a CD. Cleanly, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just, I've noticed that, so I'll probably have to do some scrubbing when I get home. That's, that's frustrating. Um, yeah, um, kind of stinks. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is about. I feel like it could be like extreme, extreme repetition to the point that it might not, you know, be something I'd really want to listen to a ton, yeah. but uh, I don't know, just seemed like a cool blind purchase. So, do you want cool. me to do like two per? Yeah, I think okay. it's just so we can stay on track. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this was another kind of blind purchase. This uh, self uh, drop dead by Siege. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, I think I've listened to this before, but um, I'm not totally. I don't really remember a lot of it. I just remember it's like a they're like a really, really like hardcore punk band. Oh, that's funny. They and it put out on Armageddon Shop. Apparently, yep. so. That's I did not know that they were a label. They are a label. That is pretty pretty. Uh... Pretty modest output, but they yeah stuff nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I, I just remember these guys being like a really important like hardcore punk band, and yep. you know, um, yeah, I just vaguely remember stuff, but yeah, so I just thought, why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's a that's a record I've been eyeing for a while. Uh, they had I a couple copies have. of that. I thought there. Yeah, I should I should I should have grabbed that. Might yeah. have won a quarterback. Um, Next, uh, a number of really, really cool battle purchases that I'm excited to talk about. The first of which being Immortal at the Heart of Winter. Uh, this is, I think, the only major like, foundational black metal band I, I don't think I've ever listened to. Um, you, I think, oh, you've never listened? Yeah, I don't think to? I have, or at least. Oh, I, if, this is if, a good. It's a good album. Yeah, like at, at best, like a cursory listen. So I'm really excited to give it uh, a shot. Like really influential. Melodic black metal with some thrashy tendencies, so you know all the uh, all the the metal the, the the bullet belts and uh, <laughs> spikes cor- yeah, yeah spikes and quartz paint you want really really stoked to give it a give it a listen I'm pretty sure I've 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 given it like a cursory listen but just never listened to the full thing it's they're a band that I wanted to add because you go down the line of like other major black metal artists you know Mayhem Marduk. Um, Dark Throne, like all I, I own at least one record from all of them, and they're the only ones the that Dark I had. Dark Funeral, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to finally own a record, give it a full spin. Yeah, uh, from everything I've heard, they're an incredibly influential band. Um, it's a good album. A little sure. bit of goofiness recently with you know Abbott kind of splintering off into his own band, and then I yeah. think Immortal 
like the remaining members keeping you know keeping on keeping on you know what are you gonna do yeah it's funny like we don't have a camera so you can't really see us yeah shrugging. we're just struggling yeah yeah um okay yeah oh i'm i'm glad you finally got that because that's yeah yeah I, if it's funny if if i had noticed that you know if, if i probably would have taken that so yeah so i'm glad to uh yeah uh, this is uh, David Slucer, uh Delight at the End of the Tunnel. I don't really know anything about this, but it's a Zadek composer yeah, series. Really, I love the color palette. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting little album. Uh, I don't know. I've just I was looking at sort of the um, the lineup. I don't really know anybody on this thing, but just like in terms of like same like kind of like. Um, a very, I don't know, like chamberish kind of music. Um, not totally sure what to expect. Sometimes the Zeta composer series can be a little disappointing, mm -hmm. but I mean, it was used, and I'm like, why not? Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, apparently, the discs, my, my discs are the are on the label facing upwards. Uh, we, we, we were having this conversation earlier that uh, our friend Andrew bought um, a bunch where they included the label downwards. Yeah. Facing downwards, and he was wondering if it was, like, to preserve it or not. Yeah, all, all of mine are facing up. So I, so. I, I, I don't think they were really thinking either way about it, I guess, That's now. super random. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh. Oh, I was I I had to buy this the minute I saw it. Uh, Steve Reich, it's uh, Sextet and Six Mar Six Marimbas. Oh, cool. I guess. Yeah, uh, which I don't think I've heard either of these pieces, but I'm looking forward to it uh, because yeah, I mean, Steve Reich is pretty great, and I don't know, it's just really old looking, um, like an OG copy. Yeah, I mean, nice. yeah, interesting. Yeah, very psyched. Very cool. Yeah. Re re really dipping into like the minimalist experimental composers, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of minimalist experimental composers, Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite. Is whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Uh, I've considered buying this for a while just because it's a, it's a really well-regarded uh, 2000s indie rock release, especially in terms of like the British... You know, garage rock revival. Can I see it for a second? I want to uh, see if they, there's like one song. Oh, I guess. I, yeah, I just, yeah, just want to see the. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these. I I just remember that there's like one Arctic Monkeys song that shows up on like Rock Band or like Guitar Hero, like one of those. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, I, th I think it's it's. I think they brought like a, quasi unique attitude. They definitely stuck out. I can't say that it's. I'm not expecting anything mind-blowing, but uh, love me some good indie rock, and this is definitely one of the more well-known releases yeah. from that era, so very stoked to uh, give yeah. a shot. I mean, I, I, are you an Arctic Monkeys fan? or I have definitely heard their music before, but I've never listened to a full album. Yeah, because so. I've definitely heard a couple songs, but I've just never listened to their stuff. Yeah. But I'm also not really a big indie rock fan, indie you know? rock fan in the first place, so... Yeah, but they, they seem like a band that you would that you would like. Yeah, they so. definitely seem up my alley. So figured it was a pretty pretty cheap copy. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am really psyched about this this one. This is the Fight Club soundtrack. Oh, yeah, cool. by the Dust Brothers. Um, yeah, I, I so every time I go to Bull Moose, I look for this because really? I saw it there a while ago, along with the uh, Requiem for a Dream soundtrack, which are like some of my favorite film scores. Yeah. Um, I'm so so excited to find this, especially awesome. for four bucks. Yeah, I'm like hell great. yes, because I mean this was probably my favorite movie in high school. I mean, it, you, no, no surprise, right? Yeah. I, I think that that's just like if you're in high school, early college, yeah. Like you've watched Fight Club, Fight Club you've Boondo watched Requiem for a Dream, Boondock Saints, Boondock maybe. Saints. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there are a number of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I and I just I've listened to this a lot, like the soundtrack a lot. I I really love it. Um, yeah, it's just a really great, great little piece of music, and it's just cool to finally have it. Nice, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's some really good stuff there. There's some some yeah, nice diamonds in the rough. Really unexpected finds. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just some. I was just like so surprised, even yeah. in like, because they, they they don't advertise themselves as being like a, you know 
like overall like, like genre like you know what I'm trying to say like 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 they advertise themselves as like a more metal oriented metal like and punk and, yeah. yeah and just the amount of like pretty well rounded yeah yeah like they they had a pretty good selection of things I mean d- you know given sort of how small the story is yeah um yeah also I mean I I really like I don't know just like the digipack that this thing that's really came. awesome yeah because I think the ones I've seen before I think came in like a jewel case which is fine but I don't know there's something about yeah a digipack that's that's really nice sometimes I but, agree yeah I I'll, I'll talk about the other two because they're by the same band um, oh okay yeah later um so just go with yours <laughs> I'm sorry I feel sleepy um <laughs> it's been a long day. This is uh, easily my favorite Funeral Dune album. It's uh, Thergathon. Uh, is is this the um, Stream from the Heavens? Is this the one that the clerk was like? I'd never heard of this band before. No, actually, it's my, I'm gonna round out with okay. that one. Yeah, right. uh, but this, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think it was, yeah, Decibel put out their, you know, they there was a stretch where they did their top 100 death metal albums of all time, black metal, doom metal. And I was most interested in their doom metal edition because I just historically have I've gravitated more towards black and death metal. I haven't really been as big a doom fan. Mm. And this one, you know, the cover really grabbed my eye. It almost like looked like a black metal yeah. cover in a way, and like the typography. But this is just this is just one of the best. It's one of my all time favorite uh, doom albums. Uh, whenever I, I look for, it's kind of like I mentioned when I'm trying to flesh out my cart. You know, Discogs or Bold Moose, I'll just type it in and see if they have it. Mm. So when I saw that, I mean, I grabbed this immediately. Uh, it's just a really... I think my favorite part about it is I love the idea of Funeral Doom. I love how it's kind of just like... It's super epic. It's like Death Doom to the extreme. You know, often very melodic, very melancholic. But sometimes, you know, I think of a band like Bellwitch. Like, I love what Bellwitch is about, but their shit is just so long. And I think what's great about Thergathon is that it's just like perfectly paced. Mm. Like just when it's starting to feel like like you, you kind of feel like you go to check the track list or whatever, like the album's winding down. I think like every track is well paced, it's not too long, and just the music itself is awesome. Uh, so the, yeah, this has been an album I wanted to buy for a while and I'm, I'm really glad I, I finally I finally found it. I was, I was really, really stoked. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never heard of this band. It really, really, really underrated, really good. I think, in general, Funeral Doom is a little bit of a niche genre. I, I was a little, little surprised bit. when Bellwitch kind of had their moment, you know. Like, what was a, a Paul Bearer kind of had their thing, too? Paul Bearer's a little bit more direct. They're, they're not, they they kind of have tinges of Funeral Doom, but... Um, oh, wait, am I thinking... I think it maybe Woods of Ypres... I think they also had their moment. I'm thinking yeah, of... Uh, all, all, all three of them yeah. had their moment. I'm thinking of uh, Mirror Reaper. Was that like... Oh, Like, 70-minute, yeah. one you know, one track. They had like the really... Didn't like, they have a film to go with that, too? I think they did. Yeah. But it's the guy... Like, there's one artist who does a ton of those type of bands' covers, and it was like this big... It was very, like... Very, uh... Excuse me. He has a... Kind of like a wander above the sea fog kind of vibe, like that kind of like big sublime romantic style painting, except through like a darker lens. Yeah, I'm I forget what his name is, but he's done a ton of uh, a ton of like extreme metal band album art. Um, and mm. yeah, I just I, I just feel oh, okay. like yeah, I just feel like th- th- this record has kind of all the all the good, none of the downsides of, of Funeral Doom, and, and I'm really glad to finally yeah. have it in my collection. Marius Lewandowski? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think there is, yeah, like a um, a film to go with it, too. So that, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I never really listened to Bellwitch. Um, They're but. definitely, like, it was a thousand percent a pacing thing. Like, I think musically, it's a really cool... Um, it's a really cool idea. It's very beautiful. It's very epic. But just after a while, you're like, holy crap, how long is this fucking album? Yeah. Like, all of their stuff is just so, just like, you know, doomed to the extreme. And because it's so, like, heavy, but also just, like, emotionally heavy, it just feels like you're listening to this, like, funeral dirge and just yeah. that kind of mindset 
over you know 70 80 minutes is a lot, is a lot. yeah it's, it's very um, it's dense yeah, already exactly yeah so i get that so if if you have trouble getting into that style definitely check out thergathon yeah definitely uh got a sticker from them which is pretty cool don't know where i'm gonna put it yeah could put it somewhere um, yeah, so I saw these and I needed to get them. Uh, Book Burner and Phantom Limb by oh, Pig shit. Destroyer. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, because I, I uh, recently got um, Terrifier. Yeah. So I have like kind of like all the Pig Destroyer I want now. Yeah. Because uh, I think but I have Terrifier, Prowl in the Yard. Yeah, and then these two, which are like basically all you need in a yeah, way. Some of the best grindcore. Yeah. And then they, they decidedly went, not off a cliff, but just they kind of. Yeah. Faltered. Definitely a bit of a faltering. But yeah, so I'm I'm really psyched about these. Yeah, those two records. I remember I bought uh Phantom Limb, um and I think Pure by Godflesh at the same time. Oh, that's and that was like yeah. virtually all I listened to by commute to and from Canopy Lake <laughs> that summer. And I thought it was so cool listening to Death Grind leaving a you know, family fun park. But yeah, those are both <laughs> And then book, you're just so fucking edgy. Yeah, I know. I was so cool. But and then Book Burner was just on repeat in college. Like both those albums are awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when Book Burner came out. You know, I remember people were really, really psyched about it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, just really psyched. I mean, I, I, I think, I definitely picked like Phantom Limb is not my favorite Pink Destroyer album. I've never listened to Book Burner, um, but really, yeah. Book so Burner's I, but I'm really. Great really psyched to listen to all of them so get some get some grind in me <laughs> yeah uh how many do you have left i have oh, i only have two more oh, okay so we're right on track okay um so this is very different uh i try to stagger the metal with the non-metal uh this is iron and wine oh okay our, yeah our endless mummified days oh our, our endless numbered days <laughs> that's such a quirky i love that Slash hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's indie rock. It's indie folk. You know it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always try to look out. Um, Lauren is definitely someone who doesn't mind listening to what she likes. That you kind of over and over again. Like when I ask her to pick some CDs for long car rides, oftentimes she'll pick like the same stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, but it's like I, I I prefer variety, so I always try to find these kind of like indie folk artists. I think she would like and add it to our rotation. Um, very soft, very sweet indie folk. Uh, he's well-known. He had one of his songs, not from this album, in the first Twilight movie, which is kind of what helped propel him a little bit. Just a very... Uh, <laughs> That's an unfortunate legacy to Yeah. Have. But, like, it's it's a good song. It's just, it's very, very beautiful, very soft, gentle indie folk. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing... Because I don't know if, I don't know what Lauren thinks of Iron Wine, so... Um, yeah, I'm excited to be cool to find out. Thoughts. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know next to nothing about this. Uh, this is Spectral Voice. Um, uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, froded. That's uh, froded. <laughs> eroded uh, corridors of unbeing. Um, which okay, so 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 this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, Death Doom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Because I, I I thought they were like a black metal band. I think the little little black. I, I, okay, I, I maybe I mix them with spectral wound. I think you are. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I just I saw this and I was like, kind of unsure because it was paying full price for it and, you know, but I, I kind of wanted to just take a chance on something, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how this we'll see how this goes. I don't really know. It's interesting album cover for sure. Just like one of those, like more, uh, like more is more kind of uh, design choices. It's a very that is a really cool, um, really cool album, and okay. I think I, th I hope you like it. I think you will. Yeah, um, definitely. The year it came out, it was one of the top de death black, the kind of like darker metal releases. Like okay. it made a lot of people's lists, and I think it was warranted. Sometimes. People just pick like a token release. I think that warranted it. I think that was a really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, also it's on Dark Descent, and I and I feel like they're a pretty reputable label, you know. Yeah, they've done a good job yeah. fostering their roster. Yeah, even though their website leaves a lot. Yeah, website's desired. pretty uh, pretty bad. Yeah. But the labels, the labels, <laughs> label's still good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I, I if if 
their website was actually like functioning and like you could actually like buy stuff off of it, I would probably just what a concept. Well, I I, <laughs> I would love to just you know, you know, you know, come yeah. like Christmas or whatever, just like drop like fifty bucks or whatever, yeah. and just get a bunch of stuff that I don't really know and yep. just try it. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think they've updated their website in like five years, maybe I, six. Yeah, I remember. I haven't been on in a while, but I remember like late college, so like twenty sixteen. I checked their website and I was like, "Wow, this is, this is bad." Yeah, I, I think that was the last time that they updated their website. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's. I think just because I, I think Bandcamp it just makes it easier. Yeah, because they're pretty active on. Uh, they're really active on Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. So I think you have one more. Speaking of Dark Descent, uh, oh, okay. this is their reissue of a very underrated band, which I think. Uh, it's it's ironic. Well, actually, it's not right. It, it makes it makes sense, but with the popularity of Blood Incantation, kind of like cosmic death metal, I think people unearthed these guys from the vault. But I, I would say that they were. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I don't think that they. I think Blood Incantation are more interested in giving like trolley interviews. <laughs> I don't know. Did you read the one that they really, they did an interview? I forget with whom. Right around the release of Time Wave Zero, and it was just yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> I well, I I think we talked about it right in our review. Yeah, it was just it was a it was weird. But anyway, I mean, I don't think they've talked about what band influenced them, but I think this band was a big influence, and that is Time Ghoul. Uh, very. Never heard. Uh, I don't even know if they released. Yeah, they so this is their kind of like a complete discography kind of thing. It has two demos. Um, some rehearsals, some live recording, and then like a like a really rough EP. Uh, the so there's definitely some overlap. It's a little so bit of a, so it's like two discs. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little bit of a rough release overall. It's not like you're you're listening to a full album. Uh, I'm I'm. It's kind of sad that they never released a proper album because this is some really really interesting forward looking death metal from yeah ninety two to ninety four. So it was right around. Like, again, like, the first time I heard these guys, if this really does feel like Blood Incantation before Blood Incantation. Like, they're really, you know, when everyone else around that time was the, you know, Blood and Guts and Satan and, like, Blood and Gore. Like, these guys were really doing some interesting... And also, I, just, I love that. I love that cover. Let me see it. Um, so. That is, uh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. God, I mean, you know, say what you will about metal. Like, how you know, over the top and edgy and stuff like that, it can be, but like, man, there is some, there are some really cool, there's some so cool shit about it. Like just, yeah, like, absolutely. just the aesthetic in general, just like the artwork, it's just incredible. Like regardless of whether you like it or not, like you just, you can't deny that it's just well done a lot of the time. No, absolutely. And, uh, the guy behind the counter said he hadn't heard of it. And yeah. he said, uh, well, that's on you simpleton. <laughs> but I said, yeah, like I think they, they're really underrated. I was glad that Dr. Descent reissued it because before they did that, uh, it was very difficult to... F- I, actually, I don't... I, I think you could... I think their band camp... Like, the band uploaded their stuff to band camp and you could stream it, but they didn't, like... They didn't, like, press... They signed a deal with Dark Descent to release it, but for the longest time, you had to maybe go to Discogs and cobble together some early tapes or whatever. Um, but I'm really... How did you hear about them? Oh, I think it was uh, I think I think Simon Simon wrote a post about it or it might have been Jonathan and it just it's it looked really really cool and I think just because of the aesthetic of a lot of modern like kind of old school death metal bands it looked like just like the newest demo and I was like oh this looks cool and then listening to it I was like this sounds a little old and then lo and behold it was a band from that golden era of death metal that I'd never heard of before huh. um, so I think the fact that they never like you think of like I think of underrated death metal bands like uh, uh, Infester is a good one. Um, that's the first one off the top of my head. But you could probably look at some one hit wonders who released a, like a really solid album and then kind of faded away. I think the problem with these guys is that this is just a compilation of like demos live. To, like it's not like they didn't have like a a long lost album. They, they kind of Dark Descent kind of had to cobble together a bunch of material for yeah. this. So it's a little bit of a messy listen, just like all the way through. You got probably some r- different versions of of the, the same song, some live live material. But like 
the material that is there is rock solid. Nice. Nice. So my last album is Sleep. Sleep's, I saw that, yeah. Sleep's Holy Mountain. Holy Mountain. Yeah, I you know, I wasn't going to get this because I don't know, I, I but I'm like, when am I gonna see this album again? Yeah. Like because for some reason it's just not like I haven't been able to find a copy of it. I remember it like I don't remember if I had a difficulty finding it on a Discogs or something, but I was just like, you know what, just go for it. Even though, like, I would probably rather listen to Dope Smoker over this, uh, which I, I think I think we we're, we disagree with each other here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do, do, just get some, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just looking at the back of this. I mean, he's he's clearly smoking weed, right? On, oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking sleep. I mean, they so. don't, they don't. They don't hide it at all. Like, yeah. there's no euphemisms. It's not even like, you know, cannabis corpse. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, like we smoke weed. That's whatever. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. I, so I'm 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 really psyched uh, to listen to it. I think I've, I don't know if I've ever listened to it in full, um, or if I have, it's been quite a long time. Um, I just noticed though that they, for some reason, have. The um oh yeah, yeah the, that's so annoying. The, 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 the writing on the spine is is the other way around. Yeah, which is such a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> but it, it, it's okay. I I won't I, I won't complain too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm I'm just like to listen to it. You know, get get a little baked. You know, <laughs> but but by the sound, not through anything I'm ingesting. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say I don't think that's really your. It it MO. really it isn't. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe if it was, you know, I wouldn't be such a fucking wreck, but <laughs> Man, I'd be a different sort of wreck. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, that's all we have. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, definitely a good trip. I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we went down. Yeah, it was um, a lot of fun. I mean, it, there was a lot of stuff I put back. I mean, I saw, um, there was an adolescence record, uh, that I saw that I was like, oh, I, could... I thought about that one too. Yeah. It, but I'm like, yeah, no, I can't justify it because it was it was like full price. It was like ten bucks. I'm like, it's a good album, but I mean, I just don't want to pay that much for it. Yeah, I don't blame um, you. There's an autopsy album that I really wanted to get. There's a lot. Yeah, I considered that too. Yeah. I, I don't have any of their stuff. They're not my like. I'm very particular about Death Doom, but I definitely like in the early days of getting into death metal, I listened to, um, uh, I listened to a number of. I forget which one really resonated with me. I think Mental Funeral, I liked the cover a lot with, like, the weird monster. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the one I picked up. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever listened to Autopsy, but I'm like, I, I just want to, like, you know... Th- th- there were a couple of those. I was like, oh, well, uh, Despel Omega's Paracletus. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. But they, they had a copy of Foss there, too, which is, like, super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, if I didn't already own it, you know... Would have bought it. Fast light melodic or whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah, that's it, my favorite of theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to get Paracletus just because I know that's pretty well regarded too. Um, yeah, but I mean, I already have that. You know, so I'm like, okay, you know what? Try to go for variety. That there was a a noise, I think, sound art sort of compilation that I saw that I think like Finesse was on it and a couple other names I knew, but. I just was like, yeah, I don't know anything about this. I don't really want to take a chance on this. So, yeah. Yeah, they, David Bowie's Lodger, uh, which is probably like, it's probably like the seventh time that I've seen a copy of Lodger and not bought and it. Not bought it. Yeah. I, I just get, I, I just don't think it's going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> eighth, uh, eighth time, eighth, eighth time's a charm. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I just, like, you know, it's, it's funny. I have all the other albums of the Berlin trilogy and like Except Station to Station, one. but I don't have Lodger. <laughs> yeah. Just weird. It's funny how that that some of that shit works. Uh, do you want? Do you have an album of the week or? Yeah, I have an album of the week. Uh, trying to look at uh, some of the stuff I bought at Music Connection. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll I'll pick this one. Uh, this this is probably any credibility I had. Uh, <laughs> it's probably gonna go out the window. Assuming we had credibility to begin with. Yeah, but like this. I, I just really like this album. I I've wanted to buy it for a while, but I know that it's like not not cool at all. But like especially this one song on it that I just think is a fantastic like pop rock, soft rock song. So fuck it. Let's just go with it. Uh 
Dizzy up the girl by the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> I mean, you got some you got some real bangers on this. You have Slide, Broadway, Black Balloon, then of course you have Iris, which like if Iris doesn't make you tear up at least once in your life, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't want the world to see me. Just like I had so so like, I listened to this a ton because uh, this came out in ninety uh, eight, so. Uh, I think, like, in elementary school, a lot of these songs were kind of making their way into rock, you know, like, pop radio canon. Um, and, yeah, just love a lot of those songs. Definitely. I will say that a lot of the deep cuts are, like, somewhat on the punk spectrum. Nothing crazy. But I was surprised that, I don't want to say, like, heavy, but there's some, like... Th- Aggressive. Yeah, they, they they got a little bit of an edge, like, kind of, like... Hard rock, punk, just like not nothing crazy, but definitely was, was surprised because the main songs from the album are very, you know, yeah. You you could play it with your mom listening, and she'd be like, "Oh, this is nice." So, <laughs> oh, who was it? I, not my mom. She'd be like, I, "You know, I, I I've had I had uh, slaves and bulldozers of a sound garden on," and she's like, "Oh yeah, I like this," you know. So like, <laughs> but at the same time, she'll also have like, you know, her her. Mo or, or normal or like musical resting point right now is uh, gospel music. Okay, that's good. But, yeah. but but not like good gospel music. It's like the really bad gospel music. Good. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's awful to listen to. But you know <laughs> what? I'm not upstairs a whole lot. It's okay. That's like uh, <laughs> what usually when I were I worked on a farm. That was my first job, and usually he wouldn't have the ra- he would shut off the radio when we got in the car. I don't know if he forgot, but like he bought a, a CD which sounded like kids music like i remember one song was like let's all go to the beach let's all go to the beach chase me on the sand and until i screech and i was just like what the fuck are we listening to hank so was it like maybe like his grandkids visited and they they put it on i hope so because if he if an adult man was listening to that uh like it's not even like a oh what are you like like what are you gay it's just that like that's (laughs) Like I'm not saying like all this. That would be so funny if somebody inferred that. No, that's not, that's not what I meant. I just I, listening to I, it. I know, yeah. but, but I'm just thinking like like because like to, to to sort of bring back like that old bro humor. Yeah. And like that that inappropriate like yeah. sort of shit and just like to mix it up with that that just is so funny to me. No, but like for real, I I listening to it. I'm like you're an adult. You can listen to whatever you want. This is what you're listening to. Like what are you what are you doing? Like so, I really hope that it was his kid, his grandkids. I don't. I think he had some grandkids. <laughs> it's a, it's unfortunate that he passed before the Baby Shark song. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been bumping that. He would have been all uh, over that. He was a he was an unpleasant man. Yeah, he from was, what you said, he was a a diabetic smoker who had a sweet tooth. So he was probably in some form of of whatever the whatever the. Whatever the side effects of diabetes are, he probably was. I mean, his body was just like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Like, probably didn't, probably lost a foot. Uh, no, I mean, like he was, he was, he was hobbling along till the end, <laughs> as far <laughs> as far as I know. Um, he, he got around. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, okay. Google, Google it all. Does he have the girl? All You're right. Welcome. All right. So we actually already talked about my album of the week, I guess, because I was just looking through. Uh, yeah, Ugly Season by. Perfume Genius. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel like I'm a broken record talking about it with you now, but like, I just was so blown away by this thing. Yeah. Like I, I, I was a little hesitant about it because just, you know, after I mean, Set My Heart on Fire was so like, the album I never knew I wanted, mm-hmm. that. I wasn't really sure if he would be able to follow it up, or at least let, like that I would enjoy the fall next mm-hmm. follow up to it. And uh, lo and behold, like it completely just took me away by not making that record at yeah. all. Um, yeah, but but it still has like that fragility to it. Like you know, like you listen to like a track like Moonbend off of Set My Heart on Fire, and like you kind of have like that same like. It feels like you're cradling like a little bird almost, mm-hmm. but that like I think, unlike that album, Ugly Season is like that bird is like mutant and like dying of radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> you still want to like hold it close to you, <laughs> like the, the, there's something like just 
deeply unsettling about a lot of the album. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Also, apparently it was written um, as, like, choreography for, like, some dance piece. I could totally piece. see that. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see that, too. Like, it de- definitely has that vibe to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I genuinely didn't expect to like it. And, I mean, I've been very hesitant about listening to new music this year. Mm-hmm. And I just, the only reason I sat down and listened to it is because I just felt like I needed to listen to it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, just, like, like I said to you, like, it was the first album this year that I actually feel something about. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, which I mean, like I didn't didn't expect it. So, I I really need to because it it kind of gave me Piron vibes in the sense that the first time I listened to Piron, I didn't really enjoy it fully, but I felt like I want to say I felt like I should, but I felt like I would. I was like listening to it. I'm like, you know what? I feel like I feel like I'll enjoy this. Yeah. And I just I kind of got the same vibe. I think it was just because um, you know my relationship with his earlier records. It was definitely. I mean, I I was I did not expect that at all. So I think just going mm-hmm. into it, like knowing, okay, like I'm, you're not gonna get another basically like piano driven art pop singer songwriter album. That's gonna be obviously piano's at the center of it, but it's much more much more expansive in the ideas he's exploring. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it just it was it was a little bit. I want to say like I don't, shocking. I'm not trying to like overplay it, but definitely it caught me off guard. And I I think that with another listen, I'll. Um, I'll come around to it. Yeah, um, and, I mean, and it's because like it's not that like I, it's not like Stockholm Center or anything. Like I, I want to like it. I, I, yeah. I love his output. Um, so but I, I, I get why, you know, you wouldn't like say my heart on fire. You know, just given sort of his previous like discography, and it's funny because I was not a fan of those albums mm-hmm. before. So you know, I, I think maybe that's why that worked with me so well. I don't really know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I kind of hope that it's kind of like a daughter situation, you know, in a way. Like, you know, I think when that when um, you won't get what you want. Came yeah. out, we were both like, "What the fuck is this?" And then it grew on us. Yeah, and then yeah. it grew on us like big time. And I still like really love that album. Um, so, yeah, I mean, worst case, it's like, okay. Can I do a quick? Uh, this is breaking the format a little bit, but let, yeah. me, let me see. Uh, I just wanted to talk about this album in some capacity. It's okay. a new album. The yeah. band is called Candy, and they basically um, they basically take a page out of the. I, I guess being, um, you know, it's a, good to feel. I guess just kind of like the Code Orange playbook's a thing now. Just like hardcore bands, yeah, it, it has been for a while. I thought, like, the, but this album was so weird to me because it combined, like, the blandest hardcore I've heard in some time with some genuinely interesting, like, almost. I has, because obviously there's a lot of Nine Inch Nails, which makes sense. It kind of that's what I imagine a lot of these type of bands heard for influence, but almost some big blackish type stuff. Okay. Like their approach to industrial, I'm like, wow, like if the whole album was this, I'd be really into it. But then they had to mix it in with some, it wasn't even bad. It's just like, this is, this is like, you know, Fisher Price, my first hardcore, like it's just super bland, but then randomly it would be like this really cool, like industrial interlude. And I was like, fuck, like I, more of this please. Whereas I, 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 I think it, I think it was more boom bust than um, Code, Code Orange. Orange, but the like the p- potential of it was pretty significant. Whereas I think Code Orange just I don't know. I'm kind of all set. I definitely like their last album more, but I still didn't really like it. I they're just yeah. I didn't really. I never got their appeal in the first place. I mean, I, it it really does feel like this is the new thing for whatever reason, like industrial metalcore. I, guess. I, I never pegged them as like an industrial band when I listened to them though. Well, they, they like infuse. They'll have some light industrial. Yeah, but like I, I didn't even hear those. Well, I parts. guess like light electronics, light noise. I mean, maybe calling yeah. industrial is like a little too far, but like some glitchy stuff here and there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't really. They kind of got almost like goth at the uh, their last album. Like the the okay. tail end of that is just like. Sad boy, you know, sad boy, <laughs> metalcore, like um, sad boy is sad. 
And then they released a single. I think this was a standalone single, which basically was like, like Power Man Five Thousand. <laughs> and like, I'll have to find it because like listening to it, I was like, "What is happening? Are you serious?" It was like it was like super cheesy anthemic industrial metal, and I was like, I mean, "No, I, new metal's no. back, baby." Yeah, it really is. See, I I think if you had said new metal instead of industrial, I'd be like, okay, like, but yeah, hey. I mean, new metal. I think it has been back for a while. Uh, yeah, I think of uh, Poppy, the band. Uh, yeah, Poppy, but the band Issues. Yeah, they li- like if their first full album was like. Uh, I think it's called Stingray Affliction, where it starts with a big new metal like jump the fuck up riff, turntables, big like it's just like holy shit. This is this would have played back in the new metal era. Like if they released yeah. this as a single. People would have been like, "Oh wow, this is." I mean, it's a little bit heavier than, you know, you know, than music was back then. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it is interesting to see that kind of come back in its own way. Yeah. Um. I don't know how I feel about it, frankly. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember, like uh, I showed one of my mom's friends, Periphery, at one point when I was into them, and he was like, "This just sounds like this reminds me of Corn," and I was like, "I can kind of see that," just like the. <laughs> A lot of people would be mad at you for saying that. Well, it's just, like, I could see it, like, the big jump the fuck, like, in terms of, like, his own basis of comparison in his mind, I could totally see why he was, like, this sounds like a big, you know, yeah. you know wonky jump the fuck up riff. Yeah. I See, I, I just look at that and, like, Meshuggah. <laughs> no, I don't know, for sure. Like, I don't I don't think you heard of Meshuggah, but, like, like yeah. in the frame of reference, it's, like, when, yeah. I'm, when I'm not super, like, when I listen to any power metal album, I'm automatically, like, Iron Maiden because like I don't listen to a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. So to me, uh, but yeah, like, yeah. if someone actually knew the genre, they'd be able to see like, oh, like blah 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 blah. That's kind of like someone listening to death metal and they don't know that much about death metal. They're probably like, hey, everything sounds like Cannibal Corpse. It's like, well, not everything sounds like Spoopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's not that's not no, but <laughs> death metal, the spookiest genre <laughs> you can get. <laughs> oh boy. Outside of black metal. Uh okay. Well, I think we're calling this. I think we're good. Okay, so uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.